0: And we are recording with the one and only Mr. Jeffrey Prather. And uh, I, think, I think China bought Zoom or one of the subsidiaries of the CCP, Tencent, I think in 2020. And you don't really care. And I don't really care in terms of like surveillance because I'm openly putting the podcast out there. So that's kind of a given. But I always do get an inkling. Like the, the episodes, they always Zoom always does seem to shit the bed. Whenever I am having on someone like you or Doctor McCola or anyone, so I don't know, maybe that's my tinfoil hat rattling. But um, for all future listeners, today is Friday, September twenty third, twenty twenty two, two forty one PM Eastern Time, episode nine hundred and twenty six, and um, I wanted to talk to you about the recent, I guess, string of robberies of gun stores, which I've been informed of by listeners of the show, and apparently uh, there have been like an insanely high percentage uptick in um like fully automatics being seized, like 3D printed auto seers. And to me, I just look at it as like, oh, that's, you know, all right, whatever. A lot of people are looking at it saying, this is the, this is the groundswell. These are the canaries in the coal mine saying like, is there an operation going on? And um, I think your background qualifies you as an expert on this, but um, for all the new listeners who haven't, you won't know anything about you, Mr. Prather, please introduce yourself.
1: Well, thanks for having me back, Tommy. Good to be back with you. It's really impressive, 900 and something episodes. 26. That's awesome. Thank you. Wow. Um, Shana Tova for uh, Jewish folks. Um, so uh, I'm a uh, retired military intelligence officer, spent most of my time in special operations, uh, special forces, uh, special operations intelligence, became a DEA uh, special agent, farm instructor, special operator and then went over to the uh, DIA as well, uh, outed uh, the DEA's end in Fast and Furious, where they were running drugs in exchange for the ATF guns going south. That'll be actually pertinent to the conversation today. Targeted, uh, fired one year from retirement without ever having a bad evaluation, uh, and turned out later in the bought a trial that the DEA did had a deal with, with the Sinelon cartel to run drugs north in exchange for the Fast and Furious guns going south. Uh, So Fast and Furious was an international covert gun running operation. Uh, In law enforcement, covert operations are called SARCs, Special Activity Review Committee. They generally get turned down. They go up to everybody. But this goes back to Obama and Clinton blaming Mexican gun violence uh, on American gun stores. Uh, But... Fast and Furious was an international covert gun running operation. Benghazi was an international covert gun running operation. Uh, and I bodyguarded uh, Ty Wood's widow, uh, Dorothy, Dr. Dorothy, who was also a Navy uh, officer herself. Uh, and then um, Syria was an international gun running operation. Uh, then uh, Afghanistan was the largest yet because they we left all that equipment. Anybody in the military knows You never leave your equipment. You always destroy it. That's standard operating procedure. And now Ukraine is the next iteration Mm -hmm. of Fast and Furious. It's all really the same thing. It's the deep state, global cabal uh, that run drugs, guns, and weapons. Um, But uh, I am, yeah, I can answer this, uh, what I think is going on, because uh, a lot of people don't know, but uh, Fast and Furious started at DEA in Arizona. Uh, And there was a ATF group in the Phoenix office. uh, And it started there. Uh, And I ended up linking up with ATF whistleblowers, uh, Vince Like You've had Vince on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A friend of mine, uh, John Dotson, other courageous ATF whistleblowers. But I was also the DEA Tucson special agent liaison to ATF Tucson. And I actually had a desk in the ATF office there so yeah pretty familiar with uh all of what's going on but uh because of my intelligence background uh because I was dual credentialed as a DEA special agent through the DOJ and an intelligence officer uh through the mil- for the army through the DIA uh I think there's something uh, pretty nefarious going on here and I and I would call it a offshoot of fast and furious of the deep state global cabal always running the dark economy which is drugs uh weapons and people mm-hmm. and um yeah the uptick i don't think is uh if if i understood you right uh, people wanting needing to have automatic weapons and so they're grabbing them i don't think that's what's happening at all uh and the reason i think that is because uh Although as military intelligence officer, I got to go to special forces schools. I got to go to special operations tactics school, uh, which is the surgical shooting school. It doesn't even exist anymore. Now it's got Cephalic and Sephardic, and you've probably had uh, guys on who know about that. But it's it's an advanced shooting school. I mean, they you sit in the you sit in the rooms and they you shoot so many rounds that yeah. your groups are like this. But they they shoot around your head to get used to taking hostage rescue shots and stuff. Um, but. Uh, yeah well that's what that's the level the military only does that tier one units do that Uh, special forces does that nobody else really does that uh level but the point is you know got a lot of experience uh on this and nobody uh who knows what they're doing really fires on full auto uh professionals do not fire on full automatic it is wasteful
0: um to, sorry to interrupt. Maybe uh, one of the
1: few exceptions would be Princess Gate with Pagoda Troop 22nd SAS when uh, the constables uh, uh, fighting with the guy and the SAS come in and they replace his heart with lead uh, and that was number one man in the door. Yeah. Sometimes number one man or patrol leader not patrol leader um, uh, point man will be on auto because that's where you're likely to get killed but yeah. nobody really, any, nobody who knows what they're doing Fires on auto. It's it's oh. wasteful, it's impractical, and there's no reason to do it.
0: I've got um, to hang out with Dale Comstock before and go shooting with him, and I remember him saying. Oh. That. I remember him saying, and Dale I was Dale was 23 when he was in Delta forest He was in ground Branch, and it, 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 that's the first thing he's he's like, he's like, if you're going full auto, you're on a mod deuce and suppressive fire. He was like, there's no, right. he was like, there's no, there's no point. I mean, he was like, right. put it on single and and as fast as you want there's no point yeah. it was like that's your are right. you're spraying and praying total waste
1: right exactly yeah and that was a technique back in vietnam suppressive fire but yeah. nobody does that now yeah. and it's either for beginners or distance shots it's uh, controlled pairs which is two side pictures two trigger presses or it's a hammer if it's closer up which is uh, one side picture two pr- trigger presses and then you do those patterns so a controlled pair is a hammer is uh, and a failure gotcha. to stop is. And so then as you get closer, then that starts. Gotcha. But it's, it, you know, yeah. So Dell, I'm sure knows more than I do. I was trained by Delta guys back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh. but anyway, it's, that's what I don't think it is. What I, I think it is very something that fits in with everything else that's going on. Uh, and that is that uh, the DOJ. Uh, and the FBI has been weaponized by uh, in te- the intelligence services, the intelligence community, the deep state, you know, FBI, FCI, Foreign Counterintelligence, CIA. Stropka was, never went graduated from Quantico like I did. He was, um, yeah, and Ed Morales, because you've had Ed on too, mm-hmm. my old friend Ed did UC for me, hero of the Miami gunfight. Uh, the intelligence community has weaponized the federal law enforcement community. Uh, And of course, that's what Fast and Furious is really about, because Fast and Furious ran about 3,000 guns. Uh, There was no way to trace them. So there was no chain of custody. And even when, and the last time, I think I was on Laura Ingram and Fox, uh, because they won't talk to me anymore, is when the uh, AK-47s in the Brian Terry murder trial were being excluded by the DOJ. And I'm like, why would you exclude the murder weapons in a murder trial unless you're trying to cover something up? Mm-hmm. And then they found a 50 caliber Barrett was an, which is an anti uh, helicopter or truck weapon uh, in Chapo when they grabbed Chapo's place. And that was another fast and furious guns, no charges. So ATF is supposed to be a law enforcement organization. And uh, Vince and John assured me they don't do reverses where we did reverses where, I, you know, we'd sell dope to a bad guy, but they didn't do reverses. But if you did, you still would have to get the dope or the guns in evidence, so that you weren't a gun runner or a dope dealer, if you just let it go. And that's what ATF did, because it was an intelligence operation. It's very similar to what was, we were doing with the Contras, what with, with Ali North did with the Contras, with my introduction to um, covert operations. So what I think is happening here, uh, really, uh, is uh, that uh, ATF is behind this, And I'm going to exclude heroes like John Dotson and Vince Palu and the other uh, great guys and the new and uh, Steve Friend, the FBI whistleblower who's just come forward. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been listening to me, but I, you know, I have my intros to my show and I, I've been saying for quite some time. Hey, FBI guys, are you going to stand up? or Are you going to, are you going to,
0: uh, Yeah, are you going to, are you going to stick, out? you going to stick high or are you going to, are you going to do the right thing? It's up to you. You're uh,
1: going to nut up and, yeah. and they are starting. And some of them are nutting up, they right are. up to seventh floor. So I'm real proud of those guys. And I, I credit myself with maybe getting through to some, cause I know they are listening. I, I know, <laughs> I know my, cause my, some of my old peers contact me all the time and go, Hey, this was good. Now look at this. Yeah. So, um, so I think that worked. But what I think is happening here um, is, and ATF guys, you know, they'll be out looking for somebody to, you know, has he got a gun under insurance? Is he a convict? Or will you cut a, you know, uh cut some barrel off of the shotgun, Ruby Ridge, uh, all of that stuff. But behind every every gun dealer's uh uh cash register uh is an ATF agent's card. Because the ATF agent has been to all those. Mm-hmm. And and the the gun dealers are patriotic Americans. They're, they're usually cop veterans or they're mm-hmm. military veterans. They're gun guys. You know, very rarely are they civilians. Or they? So they are they always have a good relationship with the agent. And sure. the agent says, hey, sure. anything fishy, give me a call. Yeah. And they're like, yes, sir. Because for one thing, they're patriotic and moral. For another thing, they don't want to lose their license. Sure. This cap- is exactly what happened in Fast and Furious. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what I think has happened here um, is the, the sold out ATF agents or their informants, although they don't run as many informants as FBI and DEA, have gone in there or they've gone in there and they've looked at the stock uh, of the weaponry uh, and they've noted what's going on uh, and then either they or the FBI black bag, or their informants—more likely their informants, because this is what ATF. This is what um, ATF did with gun dealers in Fast and Furious. They asked gun dealers to sell guns to felons, and they're like, "Well, I can't do that." And they're like, "No, no, it's okay." And then they tried to go after them, uh, and so then they grabbed those guns, uh, and then they are going to use those guns uh, later on. Uh, In white supremacy, Patriot Front, when they import more Azov battalion Mm -hmm. Nazis into the Patriot Front for a future crackdown to go along with their script of, uh, you know, American Christian Patriot veterans are all white supremacists, which is patently untrue, but they're developing, what they're doing is shaping the battlefield. Uh, And that's Psychological Operations. I started in SOCOM uh in fourth psyops group. That's how I ended up hanging oh, out with in? seventh group Rangers. Oh yeah, for yeah. Um, and so they it looks to me like they're shaping the battlefield. There was just a letter that came out from a bunch of ex um uh secretaries of defense saying, hey, it's a difficult uh military civilian uh, situation in America right now. Like nothing difficult about it. Uh but they're shaping this for that. And the same way that they placed those ATF guns uh, into the hands of the enemies, which they did it with the Mexican drug cartels, and they did in uh, Afghanistan, and they are now doing in Ukraine, and those guns are showing up on the black market already. They're yeah. already being sold because they, like 155 howitzers, they can't maintenance. Yeah. The Ukrainians can't maintenance, but they got to go back to Poland Uh, for the FOB, for the Fort Operation Base, where all the U.S. guys are. Not that there aren't undercover and non-uniformed tier one special operators inside Ukraine. There are. I can guarantee you that. I'm 100%. I'm saddened by that, but I'm 100% certain uh, of that. And so that's that's what this is all about. This is a, and the FBI right now, and I've been, I think I broke this Uh, a while back, and uh, it hasn't gotten a lot of play. uh, But the FBI um, is running a lot of information influence operations, they have a foreign information influence operation division. But really, it's domestic the same way they did with the five eyes with the Trump Russia Mm -hmm. uh, crap, uh, so that they could bring it back domestically. And this is more of that that's happening. So that's kind of a long story but that's that's what i think is happening here
0: okay yeah and again whenever i whenever i you know give my two cents on this i try to remind everyone uh i have a bio, i have a biology degree i taught myself graphic design and now i'm doing a podcast so i'm not speaking from some i have 40 years and it's not i'm not dale i'm not you so when people get uh, upset at my evaluations as well as you should be that being said from my just surface knowledge just whatever general consciousness I have as a 32-year-old. The idea of, of, of robbing of the smash and grabs that have been going on or I've been told about, um, it seems sloppy. That, that's my first, as someone that interviews a lot of these guys, that reads a lot, and again, I know that's not first-hand experience, and I, I could be a 1,000% wrong. But just from my, my first glance evaluation, that seems sloppy. Unless the intent is for it to be sloppy, I mean, I look at Fast and Furious, I look at the the Contras, I, I look at I look at funding anyone and every back to you know back to 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 funding uh, agents in 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 China or uh, you know Operation Phoenix in Vietnam or whatever across the world. This just seems sloppy, and I'm not saying like you said. You know, there are Tier 1 operators in Ukraine. That doesn't mean you like it. It just means there are, and you're silly to think that there's not. I just look back at the history of the CIA. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's defendable. That being said, they're very good at what they do. It just seems sloppy. Unless, of course, the intent is to draw it into the news so people like you and I talk about this. That's the only thing I can I can think of of this being some sort of covert gun running operation as opposed to admittedly probably not a coincidence it is odd that there's i think that there's been three robberies all pretty similar where they like smash a truck into the front of it that's i think i'm recalling correctly but well just...
1: so th- that that's a valid point but look at january 6th where very true uh, the pipe bomb is seven feet from the building where uh hysterical harris is and the secret service perimeter is way beyond that <laughs> yeah uh the guys all hooded up yeah uh, it, that's obvious. A plan it just came out where what I've been saying forever is they got informants in there, they and they yeah. had informants in Note the keepers. cowboys and the yeah. other papers. So, the, so, this fits the path for intelligence. We're always looking at pattern analysis, okay. And the question would be, does it fit the pattern analysis? And my answer is yes. Now, okay. I agree with you that it's sloppy. Several reasons for it to be sloppy. First of all, the FBI are not tier one operators, the only tier one operators. <laughs> uh in uh, uh the fbi uh, are in their hrt um and they are not at the level of uh, uh combat applications of delta uh at least they weren't in my day uh and there aren't that many of them anyway uh they, i mean they're doing the rucksack and now they're doing the ur well uh, ur force but their they their standards are better but they aren't the same level uh of uh, delta guys okay. by, by no means secondly uh to become that kind of a warrior and i've known a lot of them um and i've been in tier one special operations intelligence there's a there's a high moral commitment that goes with that because it's just not that it's just that too hard um i had one of my guys from warrior school who was a ranger sniper combat veteran did lots of perimeter for delta he went on to where i was uh, and he came in to one of my classes to talk about what it was like. And it really was last time we we're on, I think we were talking about spiritual experiences and mm-hmm. because they they ring you out. So physically, you've got to have something more substantial. Yes. You've got to have a spiritual connection to God and to family. And that was his whole thing. And, uh, you know, when you hang out with Delta guys a lot, you start to know, you know, what the selection looks like, you know, 42 miles first, first leg and all that kind of stuff. But he was like, this one, I couldn't figure out at all. So it was just, you know, me and God and thinking about my family. So that's the missing element with these bad guys, with these sold out guys, Mm. is they do not have that moral connection. Mm. Uh, They're they're just doing it. And then the third thing is, uh, and this is across the board, I've seen this. And I've, the last I heard from this was from the marshals. And the marshals are interesting because, um, uh, when they went up to portland i was talking to some marshals and i said uh you guys are getting blinded by green laser lights do you do you got anti-laser goggles I like, no we don't i'm like well here here's the contact he goes, why don't we have these okay. And they got them so i think i helped keep some marshals from getting blinded although they got shit and piss uh through and i and i told them all hey you guys are combat veterans it's that was that was fifth generational uh warfare yeah. um but, uh but um, this, uh, the institutional memory is gone. The marshals are down to 60% force. The military is way down. I don't even know what the percentage is. But how it works is, whether you're a senior DEA special agent, or whether you're a um, first sergeant, or command sergeant major, or, or, or whatever, senior guy, then you are passing your experiential institutional knowledge to the younger guys on the team and they learn from you um, be, all of this stuff is an art you know surveillance is an art intelligence is an art uh, and, and um, what's happened is uh, the real warriors are saying, hell no, I'm not getting the jab Coronado's never been available. I'm not doing that. I'm out of here you know or I'm not going to put up with this. The slaves who submit, well I know it's bad, but I'll submit they're sticking around yeah. uh, so their corruption makes them incompetent. Mm. Uh, and we see that over and over and over again, uh, with the FBI, with everything that goes on, their saving grace is the FBI has become, uh, the, the covert cleanup crew. And so by what I mean by that is in the, and I talked about this in the Blantiva, I'm like, these, these are covert ops. I I recognize the stages. And in the old days there was the recon, uh, and then there, then there was the, uh, kinetic team, the hit team. And then there was the cleanup. T- well, then there was a re- recording team that came in before everybody had their own helmet cams on. Although we like to turn those off on the raid for, for obvious reasons. Um, and then there was the cleanup team. Well, the FBI has become the cleanup team for these of covert uh forces that, yeah. that come in and do all this stuff. And then they, then they got their legal team that gets them uh, released. So they're not really good at stuff anymore yeah uh and they're getting worse and worse every day and my friend clay martin uh i love clay oh you like Clay? and he, he clay got a new book just came out yeah uh,
0: when when did they go
1: right now i love it yeah uh yeah i love Clay. Uh, he, what he said was um hey you're la- hey G waters your last 20 years was prepped for now
0: yeah oh yeah no that yeah he yeah he always he always memes on twitter he's like yeah
1: yeah No, i he's my favorite twitter guy i thought he's like, my I love he's, he's my i don't even always understand it i'm told too old to understand stuff, but i love it
0: i'm 32 and, i don't get uh, it i still
1: follow it but the but the point here is um uh those those hard hitters that next greatest generation that's fought longer and harder than the world war ii generation they're they're not having this they're yeah. they're out and yeah. so, what what are you left with is the new guys, the sloppy guys, yeah. uh, the slaves. Because I I call a slave is well, yeah, I'll, I'll compromise my freedom and family. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of reasons for sloppiness, and and I and to me that fits my pattern analysis of what I think's going on.
0: Yeah, that was a, I, I love Clay. He was on here just last week or the week before with uh, Ron Moeller, who's in. Uh, he was also he was in. Maritime branch. Uh, he's the funniest. Clay's so fun. We were talking about like the like the fourth industrial revolution and robots and how they're going to replace us. And he goes, I don't think they're going to replace all of us. And I go, Why? He goes, <laughs> it's, He goes sacrificing a robot just it's not the same kick as sacrificing a kid in a black mass. <laughs> and I was like, You're probably right. There's probably some truth to that. He, uh, but I want to say about the tier one guys. So I you know I know Dale. Of Dale's episode 50. I've known Dale for two and a half years. Um, he was in special activities division, ground branch, uh, his buddy, Joe Ted, who I've had on here a ton before. Uh, Basil Boz, who is, I believe a couple years ahead of Dale in ground branch. Um, Ron Moeller, who's in maritime branch and air branch. And then we'll haven't met him yet, but next week is uh, Rick Prado. But the first four that I have met, you're, you're correct. The tip of the tip of the spear. And I've only met four but it's four for four independent of one another. They're not saying the same thing because the other guys are saying it. They'll say it independently in text. They'll say it a year apart. They'll say it over in whatever they are. It's not that they say I'm moral. You just see it in who they are. These are deeply ethical yeah. people. They're grounded with yeah. God or, 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 you know, meditation or, or karma, or whatever you want to Buddhism, whatever you want to call it. You know, some it's, it's complete, you know, it's on one end, it's Jesus Christ. On the other, it's just the universal law of just like, you know, be loving. The people who are killers, these are also the people with the biggest hearts and they are grounded. You know, Dale, Dale talks about PTSD and he goes, I don't have it from fighting. I have it from like the women and children that you see. And like you talk to these guys and they are just grounded in what is right and what is wrong. And there is a sort of, I think Commander Fravor, he was an Air Force pilot, said on Joe Rogan, it's a great quote. He goes, "Uh, the Air, he goes, that Air Force fighter pilots is a self-cleaning oven, meaning it just kind of, it kills out the bad. You yeah. see that you cannot reach that level, right? You cannot go that extra, you can't sprint the last 100 yards of Mount Everest unless there's something far deeper than money or achievement or anything. And I think, and I don't even mean to say it in a, to, to make light of it, but I think comedy does hold the truth because it's involuntarily it's involuntary recognition of truth when you laugh. But it's kind of like seeing the company, right? Uh, Walton, Bill Walton, Ben Walton, whatever his name was, founded Walmart, Sam Walton, founded Walmart, right? And then the kids take it over and they each inherit 40 billion. and Now their kids are inheriting and you get to the point where they're all, they're all cokeheads on private planes having sex with underage girls it diminishes itself. Right. I mean, you're never going to have Tom Brady's son. I'm sure he's a good kid. He's like 10. He's not going to win seven. Super. He's just not, you know, uh, you know, uh, Eric Clapton or whoever the son is Joe. Joe Rogan had a kid. He's just not going to, it's just the drive. Isn't there. I tend to think.
1: And so there, there's an interesting point there. And I agree with everything you're saying, and I'm glad, you know, my brothers and sisters are, you know, we're all in agreement on that. So it's good for you to see that. Um, but you're talking about SAD, you know, talking about CIA Special Activities Division. You know, I've worked with lots of those guys, uh, but I was DIA. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to realize with SAD that there's no Jason Bournes. They're all ex military. They yeah. all come from the military. Oh, yeah, 100%. Now they, now they jump and stuff, but they're, anytime they've ever tried to pull off something military, they've screwed it up. Yeah. And so they're dependent upon. And in the old days, so it goes back to, do you know, who Billy Waugh?
0: Of course, I do, Billy Waugh. Yeah, Mac oh, okay, B. Sog, that uh, was the, yeah, the Jedburgh. So
1: you know, he gets so shot up that he's got to go over to, you know, and so that's kind of the, you know, who I look at as the
0: the, the, yeah. the founder
1: of that yeah, the stuff. But um, that's going to fade. Um, all the good, you know, you've got a you've got a FBI whistleblower on the seventh floor now. You, Steve Friend is a SWAT guy. He's not an HRT, but he's a SWAT guy. There's a big difference, but um, he, he's got kids. It's parents versus pedos. It's uh, a baby war. It's, it's baby killers versus baby savers. It's really that simple.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and when you don't have, and the most committed wins the fight, and the most committed have a transcendent value system. God, yes. and family, and kids will fight harder than you. We'll, it's we'll, it's beyond
0: will. this. It's beyond America yeah, and the Constitution. Yeah, it's beyond right. that. It's God. It's Christ first,
1: right? And they don't have that, and they're losing that rapidly. The human terrain, they are losing uh, daily, even more of it.
0: Um, Well, it's yeah, and not to just focus on special. I guess I would say just like the guys I have interviewed at the tip of the spear, they're all that way. Um, I'd love to get uh Baz knows Billy Wall. He was his mentor, and I want to get Billy. I've read all about him. He's 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 insane. Um, but. I think you was, had,
1: uh, did you get Chad on here, Chad Ball once?
0: No, I never got a response from him. You, uh, you, you see me in an email, but I, I, you know yeah. it's about a one percent. Well, so you
1: know Chad, you know Chad was the the legend that um, you know, was behind enemy lines, and the little girl walks up, and the little boy, and he won't shoot him, and then there are civilians, and he won't shoot him. I mean, and he's just a total sure. stud. He's much more of a holy Christian than some pastor who just talks about it yeah. because he lives it. Yes. He 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 put it on the line multiple times.
0: He, yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah,
1: it's, he doesn't really talk about it much. He just internalizes. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's also it's there's about a one percent success rate with getting guests. So I never take like a lack of response personally. You just develop thick skin. I don't I'd love to have him on, but I don't, you know, I don't I don't have
1: develop. you have you had Tim Kennedy on?
0: No, but I, I want to. I've tried to get him on. I've I've I think he's too big and I think my podcast is too small. I've tried. Yeah. it's it's, yeah but
1: i mean did you see send me
0: is that you
1: got to go see you got to go watch the documentary send me got it um uh so that's uh the the guys who went back to get uh the kids out
0: Uh, of uh uh, yeah cobble right
1: and uh the the guy who started ranger up and everything um, yeah can't think of his name right now but tim is you know uh crying because he's like hey i saw you know baby on fire saw you know, a Taliban guy out there cut a woman's head off. You know, yeah. Uh, and these are these are hard dudes that have, you know, killed droves uh, of men. Yeah. But uh, but the fierceness comes from their their faith and their love, well, their conviction. Uh, and 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 my point there with send me is if they'll go over to to Afghanistan to get American families and children and our Turks out. <laughs> What will they do here?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I remember.
1: Cause we haven't done anything yet. Yeah. We're all still trying to go through the courts and get along.
0: Which is that it, that it, you have to, you have to do that. You have yeah. to, cause otherwise you become, you can't, you can't just jump into the abyss. You can't stare into, you can't go whatever you do have to. And I know no one wants to hear that. You do have to take the high road, even if no one else will. Um, what um well i'm the, sure
1: that's what you've heard i'm sure that's what you've heard from all your other guys
0: well yeah I, well there's a reason why all of them I, are getting involved in like legal they're like you can't just they're like because they're like you got to understand like it's never going backwards if the country falls in he goes you can't you can't hit time out you i think they described yeah, I had a
1: guy, I, on my podcast yesterday i had uh uh keith wilkins of political moonshine he's fabulous and he he just, he broke his identity on my podcast uh, and Dr. Uh, Ely uh, and they're, they're bringing a uh, grand jury in Portland in barrel mm-hmm. central. And uh, they said, we're at we're, the last part of it says we want to find out if the justice system is repairable or irreparable. Yeah. That, that's the last line of it. it. Can we fix this? Can we salvage this? Or is it all gone? Because that's when the final option starts to, to be activated. Yeah, you know, and, and the final option, of course, the old, you know, SAS movie was, hey, we're going to try and negotiate, we're going to try and do everything else before kinetics.
0: And for the love of God, anybody listening to this, no, this is not a call for you to be violent. I, I don't. That is not what this podcast no, no. is. No, 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 I'm it's, always it's not... saying
1: I'm not advocating thinking illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent. Although the left does all, uh, but you know, some of us are very expert in violence.
0: Yeah, you know? no, I get. Uh, we spent
1: our entire careers in violence.
0: The funny thing is, is like, I'm not at all, again, like biology degree, but I've somehow become friends with all of these guys who are the tip of the spear. And I'm just like, oh, that is interesting. I don't understand. But they are, a lot of them are running for office, local or, or national, because they see the importance in trying to save it. You have to try to save it. You can't. And I think the quote is the left views the light switch or the the, the left views violence as a, as a dial that you can turn up and down like a thermostat they view violence as a light switch you, that's right when you turn when you turn off the lights it's, it's
1: overwhelming and once it's on
0: you it's can't unsee on. the room you can be in a dark room once you turn the lights on you can never unsee it it's you can't unring a bell and it's 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 yeah. terrifying but it's also it's also what it is and um i guess one thing that i so try that, and- that
1: that's part of what i see going on with the proxy war with ukraine yeah. where putin is gone kinetic against, um, he's doing third gen kinetics against fifth gen, fifth gen uh, info and biodigital weaponry and failing and so is she and she uh, just negotiated uh, with Putin. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's winning that very clearly at the same time then you've got the domestic stuff where everybody's trying to shore up their cases against Trump and the January Sixers. Uh, you know, my friend, Jeremy Brown, uh, who outed, you know, who recognized because SF does recruiting, that they were trying to recruit him. And, you know, he's been on my show a couple of times. There's another guy that's got a podcast a Gateway Pundits. They, these guys aren't going away. They're, we're just getting started. But uh but it's really important to see how all this is building, but how they're they are getting more and more incompetent. They are getting more and more sloppy uh as they go because they're very reactive hmm. to what's going on and they and so you know, when you have truth, you know, uh, then you're going to stick with truth. I'm, you know, I'm going to stick with God. I'm going to stick with my family. Uh, you know, I'm willing to fight, kill and die for my kids. Uh, but their stuff keeps shifting. Is it trannies this week? Uh, you know,
0: correct. Uh,
1: what, whatever does, it is, where does it So that makes them even more sloppy. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: And it, that's, that's very, very crucial. I think to To the mindset, because really it's about the most committed wins. It's always about the most committed wins.
0: And you have to have something. You have to have, there has to be an anchor to your commitment that is not even voluntary. You can't say, I want it more than anyone. You can't go, I'm going to, my business is going to succeed because I'm going to beat out the other competitors. You have to be, I'm a single, I'm not, but I am a single dad and I have a daughter that needs food. This is not about winning. It's about, I'm feeding the daughter. It's There is no option where I fail. And those are the guys that win. They're not the ones that say, because it's a great Apollo trademark, failure is not enough. No, it's the guys that are going, it's actually not an option. And like, it's genuinely not an option. Those are the guys that, you know, I look at like my own family, right? I've talked about this a hundred trillion times on the podcast. I lost my, I have three brothers. I lost the oldest one to suicide in 2014. It's been eight years and we have stuck together through hell and high water. We've all hit our speed bumps. We've all hit our, our rock bottoms. We've, you know, the sons have dated and been broken up with and, and married and moving around and different jobs. And you're always shifting and, you know, extended family members die and then your cousins have kids. And the thing is always shifting. But the core unit of my immediate family, it's you stay together no matter what we don't we're all all over the place politically. But no matter what like you make an effort, you get there at 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 holidays and you and you spend time together and you're there for one another no matter what. Even if you're, and that is the core thing that keeps it together. Everything else can fluctuate wildly and you stay together. That core, you cannot be. It's what's like the ancient quote like, one volunteer serviceman is worth, isn't it? Wasn't like Alexander the Great? Like, one volunteer is worth 20 conscripted? Because it's, you, you'll uh, never have. Are
1: you thinking about Heraclitus, the Spartan, the, the hundred of the one will, the one is the warrior and he'll turn the other hundred? Uh, that might be the quote. I don't
0: remember. But it's, it's in, in essence, it's one volunteer is worth uh, 20 conscripts. And it's the guy that says, I'm going to do, no one's telling me to do a podcast. I'm just insane enough to go, I want to do this instead of being a doctor. You have to have a drive that really does transcend rationality. You have to just go forward. And I do find some solace. And Tim Dillon is this, this fat comedian who I think is probably the funniest person alive. He's a bit of a philosopher in that he's just so detached from reality. <laughs> but he goes, he goes, you know, and he's interviewed all the he, he's he's really into the research in the Clintons and the Bushes and um um uh, Russ Baker and uh David Talbot and Nick Bryant, all their books, The Franklin Scandal, uh Family of Secrets, um The Devil's Chessboard, versus looking at where we are now. And he describes it as like the Walton family, Walmart. He goes, <laughs> The founder is always, you know, like a, a Carnegie or a Vanderbilt, you know, the guy's boxing on the docks, right? They they come over here with, you know, uh, with a paperclip and a piece of bread and they create a hundred billion dollars. You know, they 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 build the they build the steel empire or a railroad empire. I mean, truly squeezing blood out of a rock, right? Just have those hardcore 1800s industrialists. The sun will take it over. And if they do well, they'll actually bring it up a little higher. But they were born on third base, but they still... They do bring it up a little higher. The kid after that starts to fuck it up. The kids after that, they all blow it up their nose. And, you know, they, they get they end up wrapped around a telephone pole. He goes, why wouldn't that apply to the deep state? <laughs> he goes, you've got right. You've got the Dulles brothers. You've got the early gangsters. And He goes, why wouldn't their kids kids be so much worse at the job? Because they used to have the balls to shoot Kennedy. Now they have a bunch of blue-haired trannies, you know, faking out ballots and mailing them in. He goes, This is not the elite. This is the what we have gotten. This these are the trust fund deep state kids, and you're seeing it in their sloppiness. Now, that doesn't much like trust fund kids, that doesn't mean it's not going to end terribly. But it does mean you're not dealing with the killers. You're not dealing with the A-Team. That doesn't mean to disregard them, but you are dealing with people I, who had it all handed to them. No,
1: that's real true. I'm like. <laughs> when i was giving uh speeches back in obama's day people were asking me when's the military uh gonna coup i'm like they're not george washington would turn over in his grave we're not going to do that and they're like well what if what if obama does martial law and i'm like so what um tell me the tech tell me the tactical operation that obama has pulled off successfully yeah uh and of course there isn't one they're all disasters that they didn't lie about the cover is the DOJ and the FBI lie about everything their cover is their concealment. Yeah, uh, if they don't have any co- core competence yeah. because their corruption makes them incompetent. But yeah. what's happening is the, the difference between cover and concealment is cover provides protection. Concealment just hides you. But their cover is concealment, and they are losing concealment more and more quickly uh, every day. Yeah. And th- that means they're using the losing the human terrain. Yeah. and. When something like uh, like Putin said this week, you know, Putin ended the military special operation, the demilitarization and the denazification, which was him throwing back World War II doctrine in their faces. He's like, okay, try to negotiate war. And, you know, all the propaganda press is saying uh, he's conscripting. There are lines of Russians signing up because there's the, the Russians had 45 million. That's the real number. 45 million die from Nazis. So
0: mm-hmm. they're
1: like, Ukrainian Nazis? Hell no. That, that ain't yeah. happening. Um, yeah, and, and, and so Trump, you know, who is not a saint, but recognized, hey, I'm going to stand up for the American people. And Putin, who is not a saint, uh, KGB officer, sure. yeah, who said, hey, I'm going to stand up for the Russian people. They had a good relationship. And so who is... Uh, Pedo Joe and hysterical Harris and the puppeteers and who are they standing for? Who do who do they got? And they, they don't have anybody. Uh, and they're going to and when something happens like the lights go out or the power goes off or there is an EMP strike that simulates nuclear war, then their hold on power uh, is very very fragile.
0: You're very very well said. It's a very it's a thin wisp, as Terrence McKenna would say about power. It's like an oil slick, it's an iridescence on the top of uh water uh, on the top of a pond. It is like a one one thousandth of a percent of the volume, but the way the sun catches it makes it look like it's all oil. It's a very thin control um uh, what was I gonna say about um I guess I look at it like this. You've brought it up several times. There's no definitive stance. there is no definitive thing to dig your heels into. It does change every week. And now we're supporting training. This person's good. They're constantly bringing up new purity tests. Everyone's afraid of each other. And I know it's a tired analogy, but I mean, really, it does remind me of of the Nazi high command. They were all, they'd give each other raises, special awards. They'd make special offices for each other because everything was, quote unquote, going well. As the war started, it start they started to realize it wasn't going to work. Not only did you have defectors. Most of them then would commit suicide in the, the Reich Chancellery, but we can now look back retroactively. And a lot of the ones we brought over from Paperclip, Arthur Rudolph, uh, Kurt Bloma, um, uh, Otto Ambrose, the chemist, they had all started hiding blueprints to their best stuff, their rubber plants, their jet engines, their rockets, the hypergolic fluids. They started hiding them in crates out in the mountains back in 43 and 42. And they were going, just in case this doesn't work, not when they were doing well, got around to 44. They started going, now you and I, the top guys, we're going to put our stuff together. And if this goes south, hey, you and I are getting out of here. And then those little teams of two actually betrayed each other. And then the final days they'd find out like, hey, so I buried it with this guy, but I actually put a couple more things in my backyard. And it turns out they were all doing that. Wernher von Braun, Arthur Rudolph—they all had their own little things in the background. We took up, took a, took um advantage of that with Operation Alsace, which then became, uh, which then became Operation Paperclip. But if you look back, you can see retroactively, years ahead, they were all going, just in case it goes bad, we're getting out of here. We're doing this. We're doing that. And then when they were all in a uh, in Ashcan, which was like I think like a mansion in like uh, uh Germany, where they the U.S. had them held, and they put barbed wire fences around it they went in and started interviewing him one by one and they would all do like a one-on-one talk. Right. And they're like in a silence room. And they'd be like, and just so you know, they pick like, the other guys, they're true Nazis. I'm telling you, you hang them. They're like, I was just doing what I was told. And then big, like, thank you. You know, Kurt Blomo would leave the room. They'd bring in Otto Ambrose and they'd smile at each other. And they come in and they'd be like, Hey, listen, that Blomo guy, you should hang him. That guy's a fucking Nazi. I'm just doing what I'm told. And we were all looking. And then that's how we picked them apart. We went, they all hate each other. All they wanted to do, all they wanted to do was gossip. So instead of trying to uh, eavesdrop on them when they would be sitting out by a tree, they'd put they put recording devices out there. They never got anything. What they started to do is they'd bring in someone, and they'd be like, tell us about the other. And they'd be like, oh, let me tell you about Hans. And, all, and that's how they got – that's how they sucked all the information out of them. And then they just played them like a fiddle. They just went – so they just all against each other, put them in different bases. And, you know, if they were doing that, I can't imagine that it's even going to take the EMP or – The vote that they don't like they're all burying their metaphorical blueprints out in the metaphorical mountains already because they are not bound together there it's not decentralized by a common love of god and love of humanity and love of family it is bound together by power which although intoxicating and euphoric as we can see with the nazis it's 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 an inch thick it there's no well
1: so we we've already seen that with the battle of martha's vineyard uh perfect they,
0: they, the they that. but again
1: that, that's not real power so let's differentiate power as something i say all the time power is not force real power comes from god what's real power energy what's energy nobody knows but real power is you crucify the ten thousandth guy and say this is wrapped up except it's not and yeah. nothing stops yeah. uh You know, real power is you can bring in all your all your weaponry and then uh, they're still fighting in the hills of Appalachia and Afghanistan. That's real power. Force is something totally separate, just like command is separate from authority. Those are very, very different uh, things. Uh, And uh, just to keep that in mind, real power uh, is uh, almost ephemeral because it is energy. Uh, And nobody knows what you're going to say. Well, energy, it's got light, it's got heat. It has. um, But what is it? Well, it's what flows through us and connects us. It's quantum entanglement. It's Holy spirit, whatever you want to say, but that's real power. Uh, And that can't be stopped. No matter how many you kill proven by uh, Rome uh, turning Christian after about 300 years. Um, So Power is not force and authority is not command.
0: Yeah. It's uh I always think of that picture of that uh member that that uh Jewish guy in the concentration camp behind the barbed wire, shirtless, you know, you see all of his bones, and he's just staring through the fence at Himmler when Himmler went to visit. And Himmler's surrounded by all the other SS guys and Himmler's trying to stare him down. And it's him surrounded by his henchmen and this like anorexic Jew with nothing but, you know, dirt under his feet and he, he's just staring at Himmler. To me, like that's like, yeah, you don't have power. May, you can maybe break them when they're starving, or you're physically abusing them, or burning them, or gassing them. Real power comes from involuntary power, where someone goes, God doesn't have to force me. I just do the right thing because I know it's the right thing. That's, that's power, right? If you have to you know, say he's the great, king, you're not the king.
1: That's a great way to wrap on, because it yeah. is Rosh Hashanah. It's the beginning of the new year. But it's also the, the anniversary of supposedly when Adam and Eve were created. They're trying to do transhumanism now. But I'll wrap up with a story sure. uh, that uh, at the Nuremberg uh, trials, there was a, a guy accusing um, one of the Nazi guys. And he falls off. He's looking at him. He falls off the chair and they recover him. And then later on, they interview him on 60 Minutes. They're like, hey, when you saw him, were you, were you horrified by all the death and and uh, he goes, no. And people have seen a lot of death. It, it, you get used to it pretty quickly, except for kids and babies and stuff like that. But he goes, no, no. When I saw him there, sitting in a suit, not in his Nazi regalia, and I'm in a suit, I realized the only difference between him and me was my faith, and and I could have been him like this. Wow. And so the faith that comes through connection of of God and family is the difference, and that's why a lot of people may die a lot of people will
0: die but we will win this oh we, that's what that's what that's what clay martin said He was make no mistake we will win you just don't define how it will. Ha- don't put an image in your mind i had an image of how this podcast would go not this episode i mean this podcast nowhere near what i thought but better than anything i could have imagined right so and so i kind of want and i'll let you go i know we're, we've run it an hour um but as 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 uh, as pastor, as 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 preacher, um, as chaplain, what is the what is the positive light we need to take away from this? I mean, aside, I know I pray every day. What is the? I need you to dig deep on the spot. What, the, what what's going to carry the, us through the this?
1: Kakastrophe, the kakastrophe, the which is the leadership by the least qualified, which is the pedophiles and everything else, does two things. Um, It lessens uh, some. uh, They become confused and everything. But then for a few, it becomes a crucible uh, Mm. and everybody becomes tempered even more. Mm. And that's what's happening right now. The the, the, the herd is being called uh, and the sheep are being sheared and the morons are mass morons are being murdered. But but they're losing their their stock. They're killing off their own people. They're screw. You're you're well read. They're screw taping them. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got to deal with us. So far, they've just killed uh, female veterans and kids and stuff. They haven't dealt with Clay Martins, Chad Baldwinces, um, Dale Comstock's, any of those guys.
0: God all. forbid. Those
1: guys have know. not yet. Nothing has happened yet.
0: No, no. It's um. I always kind of look at it like a Rube Goldberg device. You ever watch a video of those on YouTube or something like Rube Goldberg, you know, where it's like a, a marble falls off a Jenga and it hits a rubber band and, it, and some of them go for like an hour and then it finally ends with a cup of coffee being made. You never watch those videos and go, what the hell's going on? What is this? This is stupid. No, you watch it in awe because you know the reason why it's online is they already made the video and the thing worked. So you just watch it going, where's it going to go? What are they doing? That's how I try to look at life. We were put here. We're watching a Rube Goldberg device. The men that came before us were far tougher than us and had it far worse than us. We're not being given the hardest thing ever. We're giving something that's hard for us subjectively. So instead of going, it's all so over, it's ruined. Instead, just watch and wonder and go, how is this going to, I wonder how this is going to play out. Who, who is this going to lead to this? How is this going to lead to this? You really, think, you really think God threw you in an unfinished video game? No, this isn't a shitty developer. They ran through They did all the beta testing. They cleaned up all the bugs. There is a path to victory, and it's on expert because you chose to put it on expert. Now, try to beat the game, and you can. So that's how I try to look at it. I don't know. Mr. Prather, thank you for your time. I'm a terrible host because I kept you two minutes longer than I said I would, and so I beg for your forgiveness. (laughs) But I love you, brother. You are an incredibly positive force in my life. I genuinely love having you on. I will link all of your stuff in the description. Go check him out. As you can tell, he is a much more fluent speaker and much more reserved and thoughtful speaker as opposed to me that just sounds like a, like a jack-in-the-box or like one of those talking bass that's like malfunctioned because it was dropped in water. I don't know. As you can see, I'm doing it right now. Just talking utter nonsense as you're sitting there smiling. No. politely.
1: <laughs> Tommy, thanks for having me. Lashana Tava, you're doing great. You haven't you, hit sir. your stride yet. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, what you're doing is important
0: thank you sir all right what's that world war ii god bless what's that world war ii poster we haven't even begun to fight yet damn right thank you mr prather love you god bless god